You are listening to the Extraordinary Events Podcast with Dr. K, Episode 38, Textbook Adventures. Welcome to the Extraordinary Events Podcast, where we aim to educate, inspire, and empower individuals who wish to design transformational experiences. Now, your host, event education champion, Dr. Kristen Mallet. Hello, hello, everybody. Happy holiday season. This episode will be releasing the week of Christmas, and I got the best Christmas present from you all already. As you may be aware, this podcast just started releasing in mid-August of 2020, so that's four months ago from right now, which is mid-December 2020, and I have some amazing students who are working with me on various projects, and one of them said, hey, Dr. K, have you seen our statistics? And I said, no, what? And she pulled it up and she showed it to me, and we have officially reached over a thousand unique downloads. And I was just speechless. I almost started crying right in the middle of the union. If you had told me just four short months ago that there'd be over a thousand downloads, people listening to me and my students and my friends and mentors and colleagues talking in a microphone, I would have laughed very, very loudly. And so I want to thank you all so much for your amazing support And there's so many people reaching out now, which is just phenomenal. I love looking at my phone and seeing people who are reaching out about how the podcast is helping them. We actually had someone reach out last week after Danielle's episode. Sarah reached out and she said, thank you so much just for the statement of saying, let other people tell you no before you tell yourself no, because it's so obvious, but sometimes you just need to hear it, right? And that's, there's so much that could be said about that. There's so many things that are so obvious, but you just need to hear it and you need to hear somebody else say it and then it processes in your brain just a little bit differently. And so Sarah, thank you so much for reaching out and for listening to the podcast. One of the things that's been consuming my time a lot over the past month or so has been this textbook. Now, I have a very love-hate relationship with textbooks. Textbooks to me can feel outdated at times. And I think that I used to put that onus on the book. And I haven't necessarily thought very highly of textbooks in the past. And now I'm in the process of co-editing one. And that's just been fascinating. The whole experience has been interesting. And my mindset around textbooks has changed as well. About 20 years ago, event management really started infiltrating the higher education system. So events and event management has been around for a very long time, but it really started to be recognized as its own separate career path. 
And therefore, a lot of universities were starting to build classes or concentrations, minors, majors, certificate programs around this concept of event management. And that's good. It's amazing that our industry is being recognized in this way. But there was really kind of a gap because there was no official textbooks. And that was one of the major issues in the past of the event industry was that there was a lack of common terminology. Every program was teaching things just a little bit differently based on the teacher and based on the teacher's experience. This professor, Dr. George Finich, he was at an ICRE meeting, which is the International Association for Hospitality Educators, and everybody there was talking about just the need for a foundational textbook. So he decided that he would create one. So he got all of these established professionals in the field and in academia who had really good experience, and they all wrote a chapter, and then he combined them all together and edited it and had great resources and created a test bank, and he released this, and it was so needed at the time. And it was a huge hit, and it's actually the most widely used meetings and events textbook for intro to events classes in the world. It's been translated into multiple languages. It's a fantastic resource, and it's entering into its fifth or sixth edition now, and it's still thriving. And Dr. Fenich has decided that he will be retiring soon. And he had reached out to me and said, Kristen, I think you'd be a really good person to take over this book project. Will you co-edit it with me for a couple editions and, and then you can take the lead? I really don't want this fantastic resource for our industry to go away. And so I really thought about it and then I said, of course. And when I said, of course, I did get a little bit of slack from people because they said, well, Kristen, you aren't necessarily the biggest proponent of textbooks. And that is true, but I feel like my problem is not with the textbook itself. It's with instructors' use of the textbook. The textbook is just a tool, just like anything else. A computer's a tool, a test is a tool, Uh, project is a tool, and it's all about how you apply that tool. So for teachers that are saying, here's the textbook, go read chapter one on your own and take this five question quiz that you can look up all the answers to on Quizlet, and then you're going to have this test that's based on your quiz questions, and then you'll pass this class. I, I don't necessarily believe in that form of utilizing that tool because, again, depending on how you structure the grading and whatnot, you could be encouraging students to just memorize the facts for the test and then they will forget it. So there's all kinds of different structures that you can do with this. And I will say in the first edition of this textbook, I was not the biggest fan. I always use this as an example. So one of the quiz questions actually asked what year the first convention center was built. And as an established industry professional, I was just so frustrated. Like, why are we having students memorize these somewhat useless facts that they're never going to use again? 
And so one of the the things when I was talking to Dr. Fenich, I said, if I come on as editor of the book, I want to rewrite all of the questions. So I'm completely drafting the test bank from scratch and uh, doing PowerPoints from scratch and really focusing on the things that people need to know. Now, it's not to say that that's not good information because all information is good information. It helps set the framework that our industry has been around so much longer than than most people give us credit for. It's just not something that you pay $60,000 a year to go to school to memorize. You're not going to remember the year the first convention center was built for the rest of your life. And there's no need to take up valuable brain space with that because you can Google it if you want to. And I'm, I'm a huge project-based learner, and I have students really apply this information. And so I sat there, and I did the test bank questions, and I had some students help contribute to the test bank questions. And I went through, and as I was looking at them, I said, is this something that I needed to know in the industry? And that's not to say that my experience is the end-all be-all. I I haven't touched every single niche industry within the event umbrella, but if it's something that's not going to be useful, then why are we including it in the test bank? And now, of course, there's exceptions to that because there's a chapter in there that's just one big case study, and it's a made-up case study, and it's an application. So there are some quiz questions in there based upon the reading to make sure that you read it because it's a made-up case study. Overall, I, I felt really, really good about this because... I am, I've talked about it on the podcast before, I'm a huge advocate of allowing people to interact with the content in a way that they want to. And some people are readers and they are textbook people and they like to physically hold it in their hand and they like to browse through it and highlight and and do all of that. And, And another thing that I was super, super passionate about was incorporating all of the latest and greatest. So for example, we have a bunch of universities that are already adopting this textbook for the spring. So I'm just submitted all of the test bank questions last week. So you are talking like real time. We are looking at COVID-19 and the impact in the industry, but then we're also generalizing it to, okay, here's all of the super important things that happened this year, but also how is that going to impact our industry in the future? And it's just been such a humbling process to be involved in in helping to update this book, to do all of the test questions, to know that it will be translated in multiple languages and used all over the world. We've really ramped up our chapter that looks at Africa and the Middle East and Asia and other areas because it it has historically been a little bit more focused on the United States because that's where it was being adopted. And now we are truly global and being adopted globally. And so... You know, I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, what am I going to talk about in the podcast? And I felt like it was really important to talk about why I got involved in it. Because if we look at the concept of education, we look at the concept of lifelong learning, depending on how your teacher has it structured. The way that it's written and, and the way that this information is supposed to be processed is just to make you aware that these things exist. 
So that way, if you graduate and you go into the field and in three, four, five years, you're planning an event and you are going into a new city, you understand that there is a DMO, a destination marketing organization, and you know there's a destination management company, a DMC, and you know that those two things are different and one is a complimentary service and one is a paid for service. You might not remember all the nitty gritty details from a textbook in a class that you took five years ago, but you will remember that, hey, I think there was this organization that my teacher talked about in this class or this book talked about, and I kind of faintly remember that they kind of did this thing, so let's look it up. Because I tell people all the time, I say, all of the information is out there. You can Google anything. What you're really learning in education, or what you should be learning in education, is how to ask better questions, how to ask the right questions, and knowing the questions to ask in the future. You're applying foundational concepts for the first, second, or third time, getting really good constructive feedback and constructive criticism that will make your application of these concepts better in the future. And you're learning how to learn. So many times I'll have students come in and say, I never really had to study, or I never really had to read in high school. And that's part of what college is for as well, is just learning how to learn, because maybe you haven't had to do that yet. And so there's a lot of feelings that I have, all very, very positive about this textbook coming out. And I want to thank everybody. If you are an educator who has already adopted it for the spring, it's going to be amazing. And if you have any problems with the questions, you can email me directly at drkevents at unl.edu. And let me know how you like it, because in the future, it's super easy to update and adapt. And I am happy to do that. With that being said, depending on when you're listening to this, I hope you have a very, very Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy New Year, Happy Holidays in general. And if you're listening to this long after the holidays, I hope you had a great holiday season. And I'm looking forward to 2021. Thank you all so much for taking the time to make the time. I'll talk with you soon. Thank you for listening to the Extraordinary Events Podcast. Stay tuned for our next episode.